And action! Welcome to Hollywood and Vine. News, reviews, and the occasional interviews about all the movies worth seeing, and a few that aren't. I'm Tim Beasley. And I'm Patrick Juanfrisco. And tonight we're reviewing the new Hollywood movie, Chips. And Salsa. No? That's... Is racist, sir? What? Because there's a Hispanic actor in it, you have to add salsa to the end? I apologize. <laughs> Don't, because that sounds delicious right now. Right? Chips. Doesn't it? Mm. Actually, chips and guac. Mm. We should have had chips while we reviewed this, except the listeners would probably be pissed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it doesn't make for good podcasting. No, it does not. Although it does make for happy podcasters. Mm, yes, it does. So let me ask you a question, Tim. Yeah. As I always do. Were you a fan of Chips, the TV show? Did you watch it? Or was it just way too far behind, before your time? So I do remember seeing it, mm-hmm. but it was definitely, it would have been in syndication. Right. Okay, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't alive when it was on, when it was airing for the first time. Gotcha. Um, but I do remember... You know, John and Ponch. I do remember um, Eric Estrada and his tight clothes, his tight boots and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember watching it. I I don't know if I can say I was a fan of it, um, but pop culturally, I understood what it was gotcha. and what it meant and what it represented. What about yourself? Well, Chips aired from 77 to 83. So that is like, I mean, that's, that's also when, um, Star Wars, Star Wars was in theaters. So, I mean, that's right (laughs) in my like childhood wheelhouse. And that was also a time when there were only three channels, unless you went on UHF and, or, you know, any of the channels that were just showing repeats, but there were three networks. So that was a time when if you grew up during that time, everyone watched all the same stuff because it was all there was. So you couldn't, at least in my opinion, you really couldn't have been a kid during that time without watching shows like Chips, uh, The A-Team, Three's Company, all that, all that Mash great stuff. There? Huh? Mash in there? Is that before that? Um, I saw a good amount of M.A.S.H. when I was a kid, but I feel like it may have already been repeats. But let me just check because that's a good question. Now, M.A.S.H. Charles in Charge. Oh, Charles in Charge for sure. Came a little bit later. I do. I do love some Charles in Charge. Oh, so M.A.S.H. was uh, the film, I think, was 1970. The show ran from 72 to 83. So even though it ran for much longer, it ended in the same time. So, yes, M.A.S.H. was another one. But but all those kinds of shows, even your your Knight Rider Friday nights, I would watch Hunter with Fred Dreyer. I mean, Mm. everyone watched the same stuff because there were so few choices, unlike, obviously, unlike today. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's why, that's a big reason why we're seeing, like, this, I don't know if resurgence is the the right word, but lots of reboots of those old shows of whether or not, you know, whether you take something like the A-Team and you make a, a mostly serious remake of it, or you take something like Chips and you turn it into a comedy. It's just because it's, there really isn't anything that was out during that time that would, that, that lasted that you would consider obscure. Now everyone had to watch the same shit. So yeah, I was just curious as someone that was born a little bit later than me, if it was something you were even familiar with, because it, like you said, it was on in syndication and for God until what late, late eighties, early nineties before Fox came out and married with children and the Simpsons, like you really only had those three channels. So 
you were going to catch it one way or another. Oh yeah. And I think we mentioned before, like I was one of those families that was pretty late to getting cable even. So we lived and died by channels two, four and seven. That was, that's all there was. Isn't it funny how they, they pick those. I don't know how they pick those numbers, but it's yeah, always it's weird. really strange. I've never understood it. And then I would go to visit my family on the East coast and it would be totally different. And I'd be yeah. so confused. Yeah, how is there not a uniform number system? Right, there? and why don't you just have channel one, two, and three? <laughs> you only have three channels. Exactly. <laughs> one, three, five, two, four, six—like something different there. It's weird. What do you think about this in the vein of those remakes of old shows like Starsky and Hutch? Um, so I tried to watch. Okay, Twenty One so, Jump Street, things like that. All right. So, all right, Starsky and Hutch. I probably watched when I was a kid, but I didn't remember it well enough to be excited about the movie when it came out. Um, I think I bought it on like DVD for maybe from like one of those $5 bins only because it was like a, a basically just for the cast. It wasn't like, Oh, Starsky and Hutch remake. Um, I love the show. Yeah. It was just like, okay, I like these people. And then I got bored watching it. And I don't think I ever finished it. It just, it is just in that vein of like, all right, you're taking a serious show from my childhood and make it into a joke. And I just, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Now, maybe if I was way more into the show when I was a kid, I would appreciate the, like what they were poking fun at more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, before I even get to chips, then 21 jump street was, that was, that was my John, as they say, that was my show. When Fox came out as all of a sudden we had a fourth network married with children, women in prison, werewolf 21 jump street couple of tracy ellman show no simpsons because that wasn't until later yeah i pretty much watched anything on that show some of it was horrible was what, 86 um 86 sounds right 86 sounds 86 86 sounds right yeah um because you know why uh, no because uh, i'm either a year older or no a year you know why uh katie seagal was on uh kevin and bean this week and they mentioned to her that it was like the day that she was on was they thought it was 30 years to the day that uh, marriage with children premiered. And she corrected them and said she thought it was 86. So it's either 86 or 87. One of them was right. One of them wrong. I don't think it was 88, but I could, I mean, God, I could look it up right now. But um, I remember very clearly when um, married with children came out because I thought it looked terrible and I avoided it for like the first maybe month. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. But um, I was way into 21 Jump Street. So I was very uh, apprehensive of them doing, uh, you know, a remake and making it a comedy. So I skipped it in the theater, I think. Yeah, I don't think I saw it until I watched it at home. Um, and then I freaking loved it because while they made it a comedy, it was actually still in, in 21 jump street universe. So it wasn't a reboot. It was just a continuation. Um, so I dug it. Eighty nine for the Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons came later because they were a animated short on the Tracy Ullman show. And it was, yeah. uh, it took them a while before it became a show. They did a Christmas, the Christmas special first. 
as I don't know if it was intended to be a pilot or not. Like, to, but if it was, it, I think it was a true pilot. And like, let's see if people actually dig this as as this show. And then it then it launched. Uh, well, yeah, Married with Children says eighty seven ninety seven. So I think Katie Segal was incorrect in her memory of what year it started. Maybe I'm thinking maybe she started filming in eighty six, and that's why the number was. I was there. gonna say, it's always different between production date and yeah air because date. what she was trying to tell them was they said like it was it was 30 years ago today and she said no we were a mid-season replacement i'm like well that would make sense because that would be this was like last week i'm like that would make sense mm-hmm. march april but either way yeah so 87 sounds just right to me um and uh yeah uh, oh uh gary shanley show i think was the other one so i mean there's probably some that i've forgotten to have been forgotten to time but but um Married with Children really made that network, and 21 Jump Street was, I just freaking love that show. Um, now, going back to Chips, yeah, I watched it all the time, but I, I didn't, it wasn't um, as precious Religion? to me as 21 Jump Street was. So when I heard they were remaking Chips, and I, I don't remember where I heard that it was going to be a comedy, I think I just assumed it was based on the cast. Because, um, and we'll get to this later, but they, they filmed part of it at my old office where I worked. So when they told me, like, um, they're filming uh, the Chips reboot here, and uh, it's uh, Dak Shepard and Michael Pena. I'm like, comedy has to be right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, plus, it almost doesn't didn't really seem like something you would do a serious reboot of in in 20, 2016 at the time. You know, it seemed like yeah, they're going to make it into a comedy. Uh, so I was okay with that. If well, especially with the vein of Starsky and Hutch, Twenty right. One Jump Street, right. Well, my my the only thing I, one the only thing I could counter with that was they they kept a team like a like a serious movie, but a team, yeah. But um, I think that medium lends itself a little bit, or that yeah, that that's story saying, lends itself a little bit more it, to a serious tone. It, it, yeah, that's where that's what I was gonna say. Unless so, they were gonna reboot Chips as a TV series, mm-hmm. where you can yeah. go through that police drama, that right. that choreographed movements of a TV show, but. As a, a standalone flick, I don't know how you necessarily turn that that what six years of TV time mm-hmm. into a a serious movie, right? Um, so, would you would you ultimately think about it? So I think you've touched on it a little bit here and there, but um, as a, a a movie with or without the nostalgia factor of I slight was... nostalgia factor for you. Uh, when I first saw the trailer, I was very surprised at how much they were changing about the characters themselves. Um, you know, the John's backstory and putting him as a, you know, he was in the Academy still and was just basically a terrible officer and Ponch not actually being Ponch. <laughs> like, yeah. So my first reaction was, what are you doing to my chips? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but because like I said, it's not something that I was super protective of as I am with other franchises. I'm just, all right, I'll go into it with an open mind and just check and see if I feel like this is a, you know, it's a funny movie or not. I guess that's all it's going to matter. Um, and I had some laughs. I felt there were some, some parts of it that some parts seemed to drag and some parts seemed almost kind of slapsticky just like their their banter back and forth anytime they were writing sounded really weird because they didn't 
they didn't filter it through to make it sound like they were talking to each other through the headsets. It just was like they could be a mile apart from each other. And it's the way they did the audio was as if they were just having a conversation. Sure. It was kind of strange. Um, little nuances like that. Yeah. There's just something about it. Like, uh, and it seemed to me, I, I guess I got the feeling while I was watching it, like they, they got, they got some laughs out of me, but it almost, it really felt like, this is one of those comedies that I just probably won't find very funny the second viewing because the only the only thing they're really getting is the surprise factor. Um, so if I see this again, I'll be like, uh-huh, okay, that's the part where he has to pick him up naked and throw him in the bathtub. And that was in the trailer. So, you know, nothing really. I mean, it, it was, I guess I will say it was fine. It was just, just fine, you know? I wanted it yeah. to... I, like I said, I went in there with an open mind. I certainly didn't go in, go in there going, you, you better not mess up my, my beloved chips. I just went in there and went, okay, I know what this is. It's a, you know, it's almost like a spoof of what it used to be. And I'm fine with that. But I was hoping I would walk in going, Whoa, they blew me away and exceeded my expectations. And I hope they make a chips too. It's just, you know, it was, it was a fun hour and a half of my time, hour 40 of my time that I'll probably never see again. <laughs> And I like I, I like Michael Pena a lot, especially after Ant Man. I think that in the right role, he is hilarious, just because he's got the timing and the delivery. Um, so that was enough to make me want to go see it. What did you think? Before we get a little deeper, well, I definitely touching on just kind of extending from right that that statement. Michael Pena absolutely has a great comic a comedic timing for mm-hmm. me. Um, I think he's hilarious, but he also has the ability to play a very serious role. Yeah. Um, and he was in another police movie called End of Watch. Oh. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Oh, dude, that movie so, wrecked me. <laughs> so, oh, my. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That I'll add it to the list. But, I mean, oh. that's. that's I have forgotten about we, that movie until you brought it up right now. And Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's kind of when, that when I list. remember. I mean, they've been talking about doing this uh, a Chips reboot for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was 2013. I think it was 2013 that uh, Wilder Valderrama of that 70s show fame That's right. was originally attached to play Ponch. about that. But that was going to be a very stalwart uh, adaptation of the mm-hmm. show. Supposed to be a very serious cop drama. Um, but at the same time, I think it was hard to flesh out how do you put, you know, 90 to 120 minutes of dudes riding on motorcycles, right? And it's, it is a weird aspect of the police force um, because they have such a unique look to them and they have a, you know, unique style of, of dulling out police justice, right? Mm-hmm. Which is very different than end of watch or something where you're going door to door commando style, yeah. you know, or you're on the streets, but um, CHP is a little bit different, right? Right. So it, it seemed like that movie with Wilder Valderrama eventually stalled out and kind of the hype around just kind of rebooting. And that was, that was right in the same vein of time of 21 jump street mm-hmm. after Starsky and Hutch had been a, a mild success and 21 jump street just blew up and everyone was loving it. Um, and when that kind of fell through and they started looking, actually Dak Shepard was attached to this before anyone else. Um, and he was not only attached to star in the movie, but also to write and direct. Um, and then you had Michael Pena come on as Ponch, and they took it from a serious tone to a comedic tone, mm-hmm. right? So 
I was interested before knowing that when they cast Michael Pena, it's like, okay, this dude can play serious and funny. So which way are they going? Right. And Dak Shepard, I've only really ever seen him as comedic. Mm -hmm. So I was assuming comedy. And then when you get that first trailer, yep, this is, this is all in the vein of 21 Jump Street. Right. That's really what I equated to is taking it literally a TV show from the exact same time frame and making it into a comedy, mm -hmm. right? Taking out the, the real world aspect of it, making it into something funny and it's going to be raunchy and it's going to be stupid. Um, and I kind of, even before the trailer dropped, when you, when you kind of make that realization, it's like, you gotta kind of know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get the first trailer and he's picking him up and his dick slaps him in the face. Yep. Okay. I know what kind of movie I'm about to go see. Yeah. And, um, and so. again, like, I think the reason that it, it didn't piss me off that they took this serious show and, and, um, made it comedic. If they had done that in the, if they had done what they did with this two twenty one jump street in that, um, Channing Tatum and, uh, God, fuck me with names. Tell me the name. Jonah Hill. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill were playing the characters from my old beloved show. I would have been fucking pissed. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. a, if it was a straight reboot and we're just going to crap on everything that you loved about the old show. So if, if I, maybe if I had been just a couple born a couple years earlier and chips was just my show, I'd probably be a little pissed with what they did. You know what I mean? Making it those sure. characters. But I just, you know, I, I only vaguely remember the show. I remember watching it all the time, but I, I wasn't so attached to it that it's like, okay, you can, you can screw around with this universe. And I knew that meant a few things. I knew that there'd be a, an Eric Estrada cameo at some point. <laughs> there had to be. Love it. Yeah. And it was really well done. So I was okay with that. So yeah, I was, I was fine with it, with whatever they decided to do with it at that point. But when, when you make the 21 Jump Street comparisons, it just reminds me of how happy I am that they kept it, they kept 21 Jump Street in the same universe and even brought back those characters. Um, now, do you think 21 Jump Street and Chips are in the same universe? And will we get a crossover? Uh, well, they're doing a 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover, which that which makes no sense. That I'm me. very unhappy about. And it's for the exact same reason I just said, like, 21 Jump Street movie universe is the 21 Jump Street TV universe. And even though I was really, really bummed about what they did with Johnny Depp's character at the end of the first movie, <laughs> I was, you know, it was cool to me that they kept it in universe and kind of, I kind of in a weird way, like, um, paid respect. To, uh, I think paid a little more respect to the original show saying that, we're we're in we're in the twenty one Jump Street universe, and the reason that this is a comedy is because these two guys who are in that program are screw ups, you know. So, twenty one Jump Street and Chips are are by different production companies, so I don't I don't foresee there being any crossover there, but I can tell you that if they were gonna cross two things over, I would rather them cross twenty one Jump Street and Chips than, and twenty one Jump Street and Men in Black. To me it looks like they're just saying, okay, what properties do we own that we can mash up just because that's what everyone else is doing? Um, and now I'm going to be annoyed because <laughs> you made 21 Jump Street in the original universe and now you're in Men in Black. It's like, what are you doing? So. I mean, theoretically, okay, maybe they're in the same universe. I just don't under, I don't understand that thought process of like, what can we mash up? Right. That's that's why I'm irritated, yeah. I mean, just in general, I don't understand mm -hmm. that thought process, but 
21 Jump Street and Men in Black. What the fuck? Who? Well, I get it when you go like, okay. How high did Seth Rogen get these people? Yeah, I, I mean, I get it when you go like, okay, we're Universal. We own all the old monster movies. We'll make a monster universe. Cool. You know, Marvel said we, we're going to actually make these movies connect because the old DC movies were never got around to doing it, even though they almost did. Cool. Then you go, hey, we have these two movies that have nothing to do with each other. We're never connected. And we're going to cross them. What? <laughs> no. Cool. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I was jumping in there to help. What were you jumping in with? Oh, because you just kept saying cool. So I was like, cool. Oh, oh no, no, not cool, not cool, not cool. My at bad. All. My bad. Misunderstood what we were doing there. Mm, okay. All right. So that's, give me your take goal. on the movie. Give me your take on the movie. Uh, I mean, uh, again, I, I don't have the nostalgia factor, so I'm. Yeah. So just as a dude walking be, in to I watch a movie, quite... watch a comedy about two dudes on bikes, what did you think? Yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, knowing knowing the history, I was definitely thrown off a little bit by the backstory as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponch wasn't Ponch. It was like, wait, what? His yeah. name, you know, and, and they show that in the, the preview. So it's kind of like, hmm. So I got around to watching it so late. It's like. See, I find this interesting because we just did Power Rangers, which you watched. And then I went to see a re- win in cold on a reboot. And then we did Ghost in the Shell, which you watched the old one. And then I went to see it with knowing nothing. So we did a little reversal here. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, if and hey, like, if, yeah, if, you, 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 you know of it. And even though I don't remember a whole lot of it, I've probably seen every single episode, even after John Baker left the show. So, <laughs> and I'll say this, if, if in my universe, if Rita Repulsa can be a green Ranger and not a space, witch, mm-hmm. then Ponch can be an undercover yeah. FBI agent and not a, chp officer but and the one way they could make it work if they continue to make these movies obviously he's going to stay with chp since he got fired from the fbi ponch yeah. was a nickname to begin with so yeah. he could just decide i'm, keep, I'm keeping with the nickname <laughs> so yeah it'd be a little weirder if they had reversed it and the other dude was like my name is you know tim beasley but now that i'm on chp you can just continue to call me john baker <laughs> that would make no sense <laughs> Yeah. And they did Weird. play up the way that, that John's character liked to call him variations of Ponch and Ponchy and Punch. Punchy and all this shit. So like it, it, it works if they want to keep it going. Cause that was the one thing I was kind of like, well, by the end of this movie, he, um, you know, he's going to be out at his FBI at some point. Why would he continue to be Ponch? But yeah, they can make it. Well, work. well, well, we'll get to numbers and possible sequels in a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, but my take on it, I mean, yeah, it's a different different vibe, and it was that's the one thing that was the biggest kind of huh moment to me was like, oh, he's not actually Ponch. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I like the idea of kind of updating the model that he's John Baker's an X X Games stunt rider. You know, he's Moto X. He's done everything you can do on a bike. So, what's the natural progression of if your career is going down the toilet as a professional mm-hmm. um, bike rider? Okay, well. I'll become a cop, you know, and there's other motivations there, but he's good on a bike. He's, he's the best on a bike. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to do? Something with a bike. Okay. Makes sense. Um, quote unquote, punch is undercover FBI. And now the CHP needs FBI's assistance. He can, he says he can, you know, do anything with a motor. So they move him over there. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think the casting was good. I liked the interactions between people. I did. I did think it actually had a decent kind of plot line to it. Yeah. Um, there was some some 
interweaving and some actual uh, little twists and turns. You know, de- detective work was mm-hmm. actually done and insights given and not in by the people that you think was going to have them, you know? So I definitely think they, they had some slightly over the top crude humor. Yep. Some, some stuff in there and for that's, just the, the that purpose I was, of trying to pull out laughs, but yeah. And that's the kind of jokes I was referring to is like, you might've got me this time, but I, you know, and it was uh, from the sheer surprise factor. Didn't expect, but those are the ones that to me don't work the second time around, you know? Yeah, like the the running joke of eating ass. Yeah. It was funny. I was cracking up, but you're absolutely right. Like on the next showing, I'm I'm going to know exactly what they say. Right. It uh, only caught me off guard because I never in a million years would have expected Ponch to say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? such, which said. And it was it was his delivery and the little wink he gave and all of that. Like, you yeah, know, it, it, Michael he, Pena, he made something that that would otherwise just be disgusting. Like his delivery was hilarious, but it's well, there's part of me that wonders if that was written. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. That might just be them riffing. Could be them screwing around and Michael Pena, like because of that, those smiles and those winks mm-hmm. could just be Michael Pena, be Michael being Michael Pena. And then they added stuff in down the road because it was funny, especially when you have Dak Shepard, who is starring, producing, writing, yeah. directing, he could easily make, you know, they make one joke on set and like, you know what? We're Run putting that it. in the scene. Yeah. Like, well, you know, that's going in three more places. Easily done, right? Um, I thought the bike riding was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bikes look gorgeous. I was weirded out with the costume changes. With yeah. the, the, that's the riding the, outfits Those were the stuff. things that just didn't land for me. It's like, all right, well, yeah. we're going to wear these all leather suits that somehow we had made up in, what, an hour, and they have CHP logos on them. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of weird little things like that just kind of pulled me out of it. Like I know I'm watching a comedy, you know, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't, I know this movie isn't taking itself seriously. So they're not, they don't mind. They, they don't seem to care if certain things don't make sense. And that's always going to rub me the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, I don't take it like super, super negative. I don't take it as a personal slight. No. Like I read a review, you know, we were in our downtime before recording and it was like, I forget who was reading it or who was writing it, but they were like, it's, the gist of it or just of this section was basically like, do they, they have no respect for us as an audience. Mm. It's like, well, no, they're just being, they're trying to be over the top funny and make yeah. a gag out of stuff. It's not, I don't take it as that, that they're going to be like, let's, let's give a big middle finger to the people who love this series. It's like, no, let's, we're, we're taking our own spin, our own approach on it. And they tried, they thought it was going to work and they thought it'd be a funny gag. Maybe it was for some people. It just didn't. It didn't land for me. Right. I didn't see the. I just didn't see the necessity. When they got the new bikes, you know, they needed to to buy new faster bikes to match the the bad guys. Those were cool. Mm-hmm. I will say that the bikes were dope. But then when they're like, oh, and I got us some gear, and I'm like, mm, yeah, let's see about to pull out because I don't remember that from the trailer. And then they broke out the new outfits. I'm like, what is the point of those? Mm-hmm. Like you got badass bikes and you, I already, I already think CHP officers look pretty, pretty dope as is. They look pretty cool. So take the big bikes down to smaller, faster speeders. Mm-hmm. You, you got me right there. Then you throw in the outfits and it's like, mm, you want one step too far. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have worked for me even if they just went to get bikes that weren't, didn't have any CHP logo on it. Just like, look, we need to buy bikes to keep up with these guys done. You know, but somehow they bought these bikes and had 
the, the guys that sold them to him had all this CHP shit to put on. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, like you said, I wasn't, I wasn't insulted. It's just, it just didn't seem necessary. You can do a comedy and still have it make sense. Sure. Um, I do love the fact that they actually filmed in LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being from LA, it's, it's always lovely to see that kind of stuff. And this, this actually got the approval from the, uh, the California film commission and they got a nice little, little, uh, little tax break there. But, um, it was cool to see areas that I've, I've been in streets I've driven on. I always kind of love that. Well, um, being from California. Well, well then I guess when we're on that note, it was really fun for me watching one of the very first scenes when Ponches, where is he in Miami at the FBI building? Yep. Because that is the building I worked in and I was at work the day they filmed it and they walked right past my desk that I was literally standing at, but they had us, you know, they told us where we could stand so we wouldn't be in frame. So just to see them going down the halls that I walked every day for two years and to know that I'm, I was standing there watching them film. <laughs> that was pretty awesome because that, that building has been in a ton of stuff. It was in the first Iron Man, but um, I think it was in one of the Spider-Mans, but everything else that I know of that was filmed in that building was filmed before I worked there. So it was just kind of like, if I throw it back in, I go like, Oh yeah, there's my building. But this was like that whole setup they did where they had the people sitting at the desks while his boss is kind of like walking into the office to tell him where he's sending them next. I'm standing right there watching them film it. So that was pretty cool. So I enjoyed that. I love part. watching. I love watching. Oh yeah. Movies being filmed. And just the fact that they really did convert our building to, you know, said FBI everywhere and set up all these fake desks and fake computers and just, you know, they had, they, they did all of this. Like they didn't shut us down while they, they filmed, they just did it concurrently. And they're just like, Hey, occasionally we might tell you, you have to step out of frame, but you know, carry on with your work in the meantime. It was yeah. really cool. Really cool. Keep doing your thing. People. I will say the, the, the biggest problem I had in this movie, mm-hmm. hands down, biggest problem I had was Kristen Bell. I knew it. So I don't know I don't know where you're going to go with this, but I knew you were going to say Kristen Bell. I do not like that character that she was playing. I don't like Kristen Bell playing that character. Kristen Bell is too nice and sweet of a person. Yeah. When she plays and it's not that it took me out of it, it freaked me out to see her playing such a heartless bitch of a person. It is um, it is one of those things where she's gotten to the point in her career that um I don't even know if it's a typecast thing because yeah, she's played nicer roles before, but I think it's more of a, um, you almost feel like, you know, who she is by this point. You know what I mean? And so it's not a, it's not a case of, well, when she comes on screen, I just see her character from XYZ movie and I'm can't see her playing this role. It's just now that she's when she's on screen, I just see Kristen Bell and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was weird seeing her in that role. It really was. Well, did you ever watch her in House of Lies? No, never seen that. It's a, uh, uh, what was that? I think it was Showtime. Well, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, Showtime original series with uh, Don Cheadle about the marketing. Uh, it's not a marketing mm. firm. It's like a yeah, management I know, firm. I know what show you're talking about, consultant. but I never saw it. I've really, so in, I can really only think of her from, from two things. I know she's been in some movies that, you, well, okay, uh, aside from Frozen, because that was just voice. I was going to say, come on. But, um... Veronica Mars and she was on heroes. And even though she, she played, I think she played a villain on heroes. It was, it was almost kind of like, Oh, that's cute. Veronica Mars is a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And of course 
our our favorite show. But it was once again just a voice. XOXO, voice of Gossip Girl. Hmm. Um, well, in House of Lies, she plays uh, kind of a cutthroat management consultant, mm-hmm. right? But she's she's not evil. Right. Like she's bossy, she's sassy, occasionally she's bitchy, but she's also she's trying to find love and she's trying to be this strong woman in a man dominated industry. Mm-hmm. So that's why she has to be kind of mean. But then when you see her on the side of kind of the main story, she's a nice person. Gotcha. She's caring. So it's like they took kind of her character and made her stronger or, you know, mm-hmm. tougher, not stronger. Cause there are some amazingly strong women out there that are, you know, brilliant women and, and smart moms. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with being tough, but they made her into like a tough woman. Right. Mm-hmm. This movie, she just plays an asshole. Yeah. Like, she just doesn't care about, you know, who is still her husband. She's cheating on him. She's living with the dude. I just, and, and she doesn't even have a lot of screen time. No. It's just the way, uh, and they ref, they reference her a bunch in the movie. That's my problem is that you know what she's off doing. Yeah. When they're talking about her and he's, you know, John Baker's talking about how much he loves her and he's trying to make it work. And you're like, oh, dude, she doesn't give a shit about you. Like, yeah. And I think part of what started to bother me after a while, it's like, it's just one big in joke. He put his wife in the film to play his wife, but the twist is that she doesn't, you know, she doesn't love him and she's a bitch. And it's just like, after a while, it's like, okay, dude, I get it. You know, this is your, this is your big in joke. And it's one of those things where, um, you almost feel like, and I, I maybe maybe like the the Adam Sandler crew falls into this too. It's just like, are you making this movie for me, or are you just, you know, you are given a bunch of money and you're just doing what you want? You know, are you really thinking about the audience, <laughs> or are you just like, sweet, we got we've got a blank check, let's go play? You know, I didn't see that. You know what I mean? It just feels like at some point, just do what's right for the film, do what's right for the audience, don't just fuck around. Pardon my language. Pardon my language. <laughs> I don't know. Something f- about it. Something about it just bothered me. Something about it just felt very much. It's just very like on the nose. Like, look what we're doing. We're making, we're making Kristen Bell a bitch. But it's funny because you know that like it takes you out of the movie because you go like, oh that that's that's actually his wife and that and that's why it's funny. Yeah. But if you'd put someone else in the role, is it funny? No, <laughs> she's just mean. You know. So yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it took, I even, it took me I way out of the funny. movie. Yeah, it just took me out of the movie. Yeah. Like stunt casting does that a lot of just, just like, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. But you know, you go to a movie to escape, you go to, I need to believe, be able to believe this. And that's why whenever they do the little nod to the old show and throw in the old actor, they usually do it at the end. There's a reason for that. You know, it's like, uh, power Rangers and with, with, uh, with Ponch showing up, the real Ponch showing up at the end of this, I'm already out of the movie by that. I'm getting ready for the credits, but when yeah. you do any other kind of weird stunt casting during too many little nods and winks to the audience. And like, I'm trying to watch a movie here. Like you're supposed to convince me that I'm, that this is going on for two hours or in this mm-hmm. case, an hour and 40. Yeah. You're, you're spot on as I have nothing to add to that. It's like, yep. I mean, I will say some of the casting when you got, you got Vincent D'Onofrio. I was just going to get to him next. <laughs> he's, I, 
I really liked Vincent D'Onofrio up until this point in his career. And then I need to check him out more and see what else he's up to because his stint as, as Kingpin and now this, I'm loving him more as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always had a very kind of powerful presence and strong voice and things like that, but I'm did you, really uh, loving him as a bad guy. Did you, um, did you watch him on, on Law & Order? I couldn't really get into that. Which one was that? Criminal, Criminal intent, intent or was that major crimes? That Criminal intent. Criminal intent, which was the major I, major crimes division. Well, was it? Okay. Yeah. I have seen a few episodes and he played kind of a weird kind of quirky character, I yes, think, if I remember much correctly. So. Um, didn't get too into that, that show as a whole just because of the setup. Mm. Um, I've watched every incarnation of Law & Order except for the one that was in, I think there was one in the UK. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Law and Order, Lola, I loved that show, actually. I thought Lola should have gone longer, but it only got one season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Los Angeles, by the way. Yes, I'm well aware. If nobody... <laughs> oh, yeah. for the, for the, I thought you were telling the me. Audience, yeah. I'm like, I know Law, my Law and Order. Law and Order, Los Angeles, Lola. Um, but just couldn't couldn't grab onto it. Yeah, a criminal intent would be of what I consider the big three, the ones that were all on simultaneously, that's your straight up law and order, your SVU and your criminal intent. Like that was my, I guess I would say least favorite of the three. Um, yeah. but, and I think I've told you this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. SVU whenever, all the way, baby. Yeah. SVU all the way. Definitely. But whenever I'm on the East coast, staying with my family, like I have a lot of downtime in the daytime cause they're usually all at work and I'm just chilling in the basement and I'll watch, I'll just have, cable tv on and if law and order if i find if i land on one of the you know two or three law and order channels i'll just let it roll for days literally just leave it on that channel for days so i catch a lot of criminal intent that way but you know he's he's always i think he's always good and 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 i can't think of anything i've seen him in that i really didn't like him and i liked his quirky character from criminal intent and it's it's fun to see now him on like you said on the other side playing the villain and he's uh what I what I liked is I don't know if anyone told Vincent that this movie was a comedy. And I don't mean that as an insult. Yeah. He went in there yeah. and just played a villain. And that was awesome. He was never slapsticky when he got serious, especially towards the end after the thing with this kid. Like he was serious. And this is the, so this has been leading to the question that I, I want to ask you. And I thought of another I thought of another reboot from almost the same time period, a little bit later like a little more mid mid eighties that was rebooted as a serious movie. And did you see Miami vice? They rebooted Miami vice as a, yeah, as a serious film. I think it was done by Michael Mann and it was with when... Colin Farrell, um, played the Don Johnson oh, role. Oh, wow. Yeah. Colin Farrell and uh, Jamie Foxx. Yep. Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. No, I did not see that movie. So, um, Crockett, Crockett and Tubbs. Yep. So that's an example of them. I think that's an example of them taking, uh, an eighties drama. I mean, it had its funny moments. Crockett was hilarious. He lived on a boat and he had like a pet alligator or something, but they made the movie even more serious. They decided like, we're going to make a Michael Mann crime story almost like, uh, like heat out of it, you know? And, Mm -hmm. uh, so, this is what I'm what I'm wondering. After think just thinking about Vincent D'Onofrio's character, do you think this movie would have worked better if they went that route? Mm. I'm just curious what you think. 
as a purely regardless of the cast just just do you think that that do you think that somewhere there's like a a successful chips serious reboot in there now that i don't think they could do it now because you wouldn't come out next year with on earth one yeah (laughs) on earth one we did chips as a comedy but on earth two they decided no we're we're going to go completely the opposite route oh you think this is earth one i don't know whatever you want to say (laughs) just fuck around Um, it depends on which uh, what 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 comic book universe are you talking you talking dc yeah (laughs) Uh, we're not earth one no okay i'm not good enough for earth one well which earth was what what numbered earth was the one that was actually our earth and superheroes were actually just in comic books do you recall i don't remember all right never mind then forget that that. afterwards (laughs) cut cut um do I think it would have worked better? It's a hard question. I don't know. I, I like the idea of it as a comedy. Okay. Just don't think they executed they okay. perfectly. So, know, I think there was things they could have done slightly different directions well then, they could have gone in, but, um, all right, then I'll, I'm going to table my follow-up question and I'll go along this thread instead. What would you have done differently? That's a good question. Damn it, Patrick. I think I would have treated it a, a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. Sh- I don't know if I would have gone. I don't know how you can do it without the uh, the FBI route, but right. I would have kind of wanted to see Ponch be Ponch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe make him a transfer or something like that. Um, but of course, that the whole reason behind having him there is because of the undercover aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you just go a different route with that whole thing. But I do think D'Onofrio was one of the best parts. I don't think I would have cast. I know he's casting his wife, but that just really did yeah. annoy me. So I probably wouldn't have cast Kristen Bell. Um, story wise though, what I would say there is if, if you're doing it as a completely, let me, I, I guess I should throw the caveat out there. When you say, what would I have done differently? Mm-hmm. What would I have done differently if I wanted to make it into a serious movie? No, or just no, what no, would no, I have no, done no. differently? That, that was going to be my question if you said it would have worked better as, and I probably will still ask you, but we're not there yet. So instead, I'm just saying, well, okay. Uh, well, actually, let me let me back up and answer that then. Okay. Because I think if you do it as a serious movie, I wouldn't want I wouldn't have had Ponch be an FBI agent. All right. So um, let's let's Ponch let's let's uh, let's do some fantasy casting and just some fantasy scripting too, I guess. If you and I, okay, so the studio comes to us and says, all right, we tried to make Chips a comedy, and what's, do you, do you want to, this would be a good point for you to uh, interject with some Rotten Tomatoes. How are we, okay. how's this movie doing? What what do you think it's at? <laughs> I think it's probably I was pretty like, low. To, well, I was going to ask you that. Here's my thing. I'm, and I, I've said this a million times, I'm very easily entertained. A movie has got to suck for me to hate it, because I'm only, I only go into these things going, oh, your mission as a filmmaker is to get me through this one time, right? Take me on a journey. Make me, if it's a comedy, make me laugh. If it's drama, make me think, make me feel, make me cry, whatever. One time. So yeah, I mean, I, I go in to most movies with relatively low expectations as far as like what it needs to deliver to make me feel like I didn't get cheated. Part of that is, as you know, I like to go in the daytime and pay $6 as opposed to paying upwards of 12 to 20, depending on where you're going. I just don't do it. It's like to me, if the movie's not good, then I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel worse and feel like I got cheated, and feel like I could have spent my money on other things. But if I pay six dollars and it's just okay, well, you know what? 
That's $3 per hour for entertainment. That's not bad. I, I was, that's why my initial, when you asked me my initial thoughts, it was fine. It was free. It was two hours out of my day. And, and it did make me laugh at some parts. Some parts did not so much because they put a lot of them in the trailer, but Michael Pena is entertaining. And so I'm saying, yes, I'm Jesus. easily entertained. And I thought it hit or missed the mark on a lot of things. So I think it got a pretty terrible review. And that is without looking at anything in advance. It's, even when I was watching it, I was just like, okay, I'm laughing here and there. This movie's going to get destroyed by critics. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think the crit? I know you don't like to throw out numbers for yourself, uh, but what do you think the critics gave it? Somewhere in the uh, teens. I'm going you are low. Spot on, sir. I'm going low. Yeah. Seven. It's it's currently sitting at seventeen percent. That doesn't surprise tomatoes. me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Not at all. And I'm not saying it's it is a seventeen. No, but we're getting but, to the point that. We watch enough movies and we look at enough reviews, mostly because of this show that I, I never pay attention to reviews at all. But I think that we're getting to the point that we can walk into a movie and get a feel for what critics are going to think of it. I mean, there's been some that have surprised me when I thought the movie was excellent and couldn't believe what a low rating they've given it. But taking that into account, I can go, OK, well, you know, I might have given this a 50. So the critics, not that I would, I'm just throwing out a number, but then the critics are going to give it a 15. You know? <laughs> so. And by critics, I really mean like anybody that's even willing to sit down and go on Rotten Tomatoes and give a score because I'm just too lazy to do that. I do it from time to time. I think if I saw a movie I absolutely loved had a score lower than I thought, I might be moved to go give it a a, a score higher than I think they deserve to bring balance. <laughs> can I give Rogue One a 15 out of 10? 15 out of 10? Yeah, can I do that? No. Mm, okay. You can try. But your your mouse will break after you All click right. it so many times. <laughs> so yeah, it, so what would the you said the score was in the and it was what seventeen seven seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes and that is that is that's viewers or critics that's critics that's critics viewers have given it a fifty two percent okay yeah that's about where I thought it would be so, for people that saw it because again uh, like I always said like now you're with the critics you're looking at a bunch of people who may or may not have wanted to see it. With the viewers, you're looking at a group of people who at one point thought this was a good idea to go see. Yeah. And so Specifically it looks went like, out to do it. Yeah. You're looking at about half and half. Half came out saying, okay, that's, I got what I thought I was going to get. And the other half were like, I thought it was going to be the show from the early 80s. And it was not. Yeah. What the show was that? Yeah. To be honest, that's part of the danger you run into if you take one of these classic shows and reboot it as a, you know, as a raunchy comedy. You're going to get you're probably going to get some older people who were probably, you know, like maybe my parents age who sat down and watched this on whatever night it aired back in the day. And that's what they're expecting. I actually really am intrigued now that I've watched this to, to give my dad a call tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Has he seen it? Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, he, he typically he's retired. So he'll typically go out and see movies mm -hmm. occasionally during the week, but I I'm, he rode a motor, a motorcycle. I know this is making a generalization because I can't honestly remember if he watched the show or liked the show. I had to have seen it with somebody because it wasn't on when I was a kid. It was already off, so I'm. I don't know how I would have seen it other than in like syndication. Well, and listen, like I but, said, in in seventy seven to eighty three, he he probably saw a ton of chips, whether he was a huge fan or not. There just wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Sure, and and what I mean by that is is maybe he saw it, but I don't know if he was a fan. Right. 
and I don't want to make the generalization. He rode a motorcycle for years. He, he loved it. So I'm not trying to make the general generalization that, oh, he rode a motorcycle, so he must love chips, right? You know, he was uh, still a human being, and so he can like whatever he likes. Right. But I don't remember. I'm, I I could have swore that he would like this, but I can't remember. So I do want to see if he has seen it, what his take on it is. If he hasn't, you know, will he? If he does, give me an update. You know, like so there's we're a gonna, whole you're gonna bunch ask of moving him, parts there. You're going to ask him, and then on a future episode, we're going to do a little... Tim's dad update. We're doing this. You're going to come back and tell, Tim's tell dad us. Update. Tim's dad update. You're going to update us on what your dad thought of chips. If he saw it, I'm going to, I'm going to update you on my dad. Yeah. He's still retired. <laughs> I so, do think, you know, oh. with all the crap we've been giving it, you know, or I should say just, you know, the realist that we've been giving it. I do think I still had fun. Oh no, I did too. I'm not complaining about from that point of view. Um, I mean, it sounds like I, you are. It sounds like you hate it. No, 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 no. It sounds like you want Dak Shepard to die. No, I mean, let I, me, I let didn't... me go. Let me go on record. Let me go on record. <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear when I said what my expectations are going into a movie, especially a comedy. I actually lower the bar for comedies because a, a lot of comedies I just skip because it's just getting to the point now that a lot of stuff they put. I'm going to sound like such an old man when I say this. <laughs> You don't understand the uh, music of these today. No, kids? I just you know a lot of the shit they put in comedies today just doesn't land with me. Um, I this will make sense to you because you know me, but I skipped Hangover Three specifically because I didn't want to watch the draft scene. You, know you didn't want to watch what the draft scene. Didn't even know there was a draft scene. Oh, you didn't see Hangover Three? I haven't seen it just because I knew it was going to be the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I part just of, didn't have part to of the any. reason, like that would have been enough for me to skip it anyways, was I knew it was going to be exactly the same. I knew that. So I would have skipped it anyways, but then I had an extra reason. Cause like uh, there's, the, and it was in the trailer. There's a scene where like, uh, Zach is driving a car with a giraffe in it. And he goes, oh, potentially he, hits his head, right? Yeah. Well, I think in the movie he actually decapitates the giraffe or at least it breaks its neck and dies. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not funny. So, <laughs> you know, just from that point of view, there's a lot of shit that I just will skip. Because to me, a lot of comedies just aren't, they're not for me. I'm not going to say they're not funny because it's, you know, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder, but I, I can tell that a lot of them are just not for me. Um, it's not that I feel like I'm, you know, too sensitive. It's just some shit to me just isn't funny anymore. You know, um, I much prefer a movie that'll make me think, think, or make me feel like I love dramas. I'll go see, I'll go see any action and, you know, it's, uh, if we weren't doing this show, I don't know if I would even go see comedies anymore. For the most part, I just wait till they come out on something more accessible to watch at home. And then I usually forget about them. So, um, well, I'm glad I could help you branch out. That being said, I had a good time watching this movie. It, 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 there were some, the parts that were funny were really funny. And like I said, I like uh, Michael Pena. So he, he made me laugh. So it was fine. It's just, Everything else we've said stands. I thought they missed, you know, they missed it on a few things or, or they nailed it for what they were going for. And it just wasn't for me. And that's okay. Every movie doesn't have to be for me because I can't see every movie. Can. Plus, plus about three hours before I walked into chips, I was sitting in the theater watching Rogue One. So it's okay. It was still a good day. Were you really? Yeah. I had to hit my 20 before I go to celebration. I oh, I, I, I forgot we didn't watch the same day. Oh, that's right. I was like, 
was yeah. like, you said you had to go somewhere else. What the fuck? Yeah. So let's take some numbers into consideration. I know you have a, a question that incorporates everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. budget for this movie was $25 million. Okay. Let's say, I think, what, maybe 15 maybe 20 on top for marketing? Okay. Can't see it getting much more than that. Um, I guess we could call it an even 50 if we just want to double it. Okay. Just for a nice round number. So total marketing and production budget of let's call it fifty million. Um, now again, we're only what two weeks, two and a half weeks, almost three weeks in now. I guess I'm looking at the numbers now. Almost three weeks in, mm-hmm. um, made a total of let's see, just under, just above twenty one thousand. Hmm. That's domestic and foreign which I don't know if it's going to get much more of a foreign release. I don't know how well this movie would do in China, but got kind of like a, a European release. I don't know if it's going anywhere else, but yeah, 22 million. Let's just call it so far right now. Okay. 22 not, million. Not doing well. Okay. So studio comes to us. They say, Beasley, Mr. Beasley. Yeah, we're big fans of your. There you call me Beasley. We're big fans of your 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 little radio show there, and uh, wow. not so much a co-host. Yeah, that guy, he's he's yeah. replaceable. Sure, that guy, what's up? yeah, dead weight. Too many tangents. We like his yep. dog. The dog the dog stays. The dog can stay. Yeah. But we we want you, Mr. Beasley. Done. How much are you giving me? He's gone. What? Well, yeah, we. We, we we have the rights to chips, and, uh, you know, we tried to reboot it as, as a comedy, and we didn't even make our money back. We don't, we don't know okay. what we're thinking. But we still have the rights, and, uh, you know, if we, don't, uh, if we don't make another movie soon, we, the, the rights might re- revert, revert back to who knows, you know? We're thinking we're going to go a different direction with this, uh, this second step. We're... But... You know, we thought the comedy was a good idea, so we don't even know if we should do this. We we need to know what what we should do. What do we do? Tell me, tell me, Mister Beasley. What do what do we do? So you want to make another? We're gonna we're gonna reboot. Movie? We're gonna reboot the reboot. And uh, did we go serious? Did we go dark and gritty? Did we go serious but kind of lighthearted? I mean, what kind of movie do we make? Who do we cast? You help guys me, give help me, Tim Beasley. You're my only hope. Huh. Well, I'll star in the movie for a million. Okay. <laughs> no, you know that we we think you'd be great. Uh, we could definitely see you in the paunch role as ladies' man, but mm-hmm. you know, the last time we did this movie, we had writer, director, and star of the film all rolled into one, and and look what it got us. So we really just like you to to be on on the creative side, be the idea guy, and we'll bring in anyone of your choosing to write and to direct and to star. All right, so give me your pitch. Give me uh, give me your best uh, Chips reboot done right. Um, Hollywood and Vine presents Chips, a Tim Beasley production. Well, I don't know if you've heard of a little gentleman by the name of 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ooh, okay, okay. But I think what we need to do here is get Dwayne the Rock Johnson in there as Ponch. I like it already. Because here's the thing. We're, here's the thing. We're I, doing tighter than normal attire. Okay. See, but here's the, here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna throw a little commentary on on your selections as we go. You could do serious action film with a little touch of comedy with him. You can go either way. So yeah. I like this. I don't even know which way you're going, See, but I like it. All we're right. gonna do just that. Right. It's gonna be an action-packed, explosive comedy. So instead of oh okay so so I see Wayne the Rock Johnson I see, as punch okay I see what we have already the one they've already made is a comedy with some action in it and I, I have a feeling you're gonna you're gonna make chips an action film with that, some with comedy some comedy I like this okay that's what we did wrong Mr B Wayne the Rock Johnson okay so we've got our punch got your punch and let's face it the Rock makes like thirty movies a year so he's obviously gonna say yes he's he's in everything his Baywatch movie. Do you know how much money that made? I can't. I can't. Even, they haven't even finished counting it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Made that much money. All right. So now he's moving over. He's taking on the role of Ponch. But who's going to be John Baker? That's what I'm wondering. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. We're reimagining this whole world. We're reimagining. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm liking this. Do you have Do you have anyone in mind for a villain? Sky's the limit. I mean, because once they know the rock's attached, you could get anyone at this point. The rock and Kevin Hart uh-huh. as Ponch and John Baker. Okay. Versus Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver himself. Ooh, see, because you wouldn't expect that. No. Huh. He's not playing MacGyver. No, of course not. Playing a MacGyver esque role. Yeah, you could put little subtle nods, mm-hmm. you know? You know who you know who was also gonna star? Hmm. He's gonna jump in just for a quick cameo, okay. as it were. I'm ready. Alf. Just Alf. <laughs> just one scene. One scene when they're 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 a bunch of missing cats. I was just gonna say, like, you know, you're gonna have the mission that they're working on at the beginning of the film before we get into into MacGyver's more devious plan, but they're they're investigating missing cats. I yep. like it. Maybe they're investigating missing cats at the end, in the beginning, but they don't solve it. And at the very end, you find, you see, you see Alf. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. At the end, when everything is said and done, mm-hmm. very end of the show. Okay. Like post credits, like a stinger. Post credits, okay. post credits, the little stinger, the button at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart pulls out a little, uh, little walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. It's actually Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap, and he jumps into the next show. Boom. You've, Boom. You've saved our studio, Mr. Beasley. How can we A repay boom. you? Uh, with money. Tons and tons, tons of money. Tons of money, yeah. Can you share a little yeah. bit with, uh, with uh, you know, your old, your old, I'll be former co-host by that point, but, you know, <laughs> kick a little down. I mean, even if you just need to write the check to my dog. <laughs> I'm sure she'll share. All right. Well, I think we've solved the chips problem. We still ain't got no dip. I think no I saved your franchise. We still ain't got no dip. But, you know, what are you gonna do? not dip, you dip, we dip. You know who's also going to make a little... Oh, oh, or we're not done. We're not done with, with, fantasy, with fantasy casting. What do we got? Who? 
You know who's gonna make a little? Uh, I do not. Little uh, I'm, I'm little the, uh, little little, little, little cameo there. Literally on the edge of my seat. Little lady by the name of uh, Miss. We don't have any Jessica Fletcher. Oh, little Jessica Fletcher action. Little Jessica Fletcher. Little, little Angela Lansbury. Let's get a little murder Ooh, she wrote on there. Murder she wrote. Okay, I'm liking this. A little crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who's gonna be a. Uh, Who's going to be uh, on the news station there? Who's going to be on the news? Tell Talking me. about the, the high-speed chase that, that Kevin Hart and the Dwayne The Rock Johnson are in? Do tell. Little, uh, little Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. And you got this all figured out. You know where they're going to celebrate when they're done? No. No, but I think I have a feeling. It might be uh, maybe a place where everyone knows your name. Nope. Oh. Cosby's house. We're getting fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. We're popping pills left okay, and right. Okay, so you have uh, been listening to the final episode of Hollywood and Vine. Um, um, because don't I'm follow us on Twitter rich. because I'm shutting it down. I um, struck it rich. If you have any ideas for uh, a different podcast that I could do, please send them my way. Um, yeah, thank you, and um, you know. <laughs> Go see a movie. Patrick, are you leaving? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good joke. I guess that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Uh, we may or may not have an episode next week, I guess. But uh, drop us a line anyways on Twitter, at the Hollywood Pod. Let at least me know what you think and what I should maybe record next. But... On behalf of my potentially ex-host, Patrick Bonfrisco, and myself, Tim Beasley, thank you for listening to Hollywood and Vine this week. Go watch something new. I hope he comes back. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. Thanks very much. Welcome to Hollywood and Vine. I'm your host, Tim Beasley. And with me as always... I'm Patrick (laughs) Bonfrisco. We should have done an April Fool's Day episode. We, we should have done an April Fool's episode where we were just pretending to be each other. Oh, I love fake bacon. It's so good in my stupid fucking belly. <laughs> I only eat real bacon. I talk like that the whole I, time. <laughs> I wish I were more like you, Tim, because you you get to eat real bacon. It's delicious. I love your beard, by the way. We just want your ideas. We just want to crack open your skull and reach in and pluck out a few of your your because you, Tim, you have the best ideas. Jesus, Mother of God, you want to reach into my skull, huh? Mm-hmm. Have you been to the island of the skull? Fuckers? I was just going to say we we love we loved your pitch for Tim Beasley on the island of the skull. I can't even say the name without because I'm good. assuming it's a comedy, and you 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 got me at the name. I mean, I'm already cracking up. It's really it's a soft core porno. Oh Jesus! But there's some <laughs> there's some comedy in it, right? Oh, yeah. Have you not seen soft core porn? <laughs> yeah. It's all funny. It's all comedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this movie.
by the I way, you have a, by the way, I know you have a question. No, yeah. before you, before that, by the way, uh, I just want you to know that a certain dog is in here now and she's looking for you. But so if you hear, hear some her. noise in the background, yeah, she's <laughs> pacing around looking for her friend, Tim. Puppy, come here. <sighs> Puppy, say hi. Do you hear? <sighs> oh, yeah, I heard her. Snaggle, snaggle. Okay. Back to me. All right. No, puppy. I'm taking the mic back. You can't be on the show anymore. Good dog. Wait, is she our first guest? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. You can you can cast my dog as like a police canine, you know, or oh, no. or the villain's dog because you know that snaggletooth, you know. <laughs> 